0: Welcome once again to Pandora's Box, we are here with you again, it is Wednesday and we are here, myself in physical form and mental form, and Rupert LeBeck. That's Struppert the Bear for anyone that doesn't speak French. Mm. And also the boy with the golden nug, Mm. the man that Mm. shall be eternally a child. Mm. That's an oxymoron for you. He goes by the name Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm Bullwinkle. You are listening to Pandora's box on A-W-Radio. You also might be listening to us on YouTube or Spotify. Whichever platform you are listening to us on, we love you. We appreciate you. I am your host as always, a Penny Whistle. To the right of me we have, Drupal LeBear.
1: What's up, what's up, what's up? Bonjour to the left le of me,
0: suis.
2: we have, eh, bonjour, the man bonjour with me. the golden nugget. I'm boo, ho ho. Our Gaps Kids model. Hello everybody. Hello <laughs> everybody. He's um,
0: eternally um, stuck grateful. at the age of fourteen, <laughs> and grateful. I'm <laughs> <And laughs> grateful, everybody. Grateful for it. So yeah, we hope you've had a good week, everybody. We appreciate you. Thanks for being here with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got plenty of shenanigans for you this evening. We got some interesting stories. We got some quick fire facts. Quick fire facts, baby. <gasps> bringing you all the stuff. Should we just start off with some quick fire facts? Just reel yeah, some off. Nah, get get quick. Reel them We can talk bad about bad it. Facts. Talk all about right. it. Ponder about it. We can get into then into some cool mm-hmm. historical you know, stories, oh and then my. come back to some more facts later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> baby. oh, baby. For
1: a
2: Perfect.
0: There was a, a, uh, a Japanese warrior named Saito Musashibo Benkai. Um, he is said to have killed in excess of 300 trained soldiers by himself while defending a bridge He was so fierce in close quarters that his enemies were forced to kill him with a volley of arrows, and he died standing upright. Do you know what that reminds me a little bit of? This is like, this is the Japanese equivalent, a bit of like, um, Harold Hadrada.
1: You know the Battle of Stamford Bridge? You've probably heard a bit about that. Oh, and I was thinking of, um, Harold, Harold from Vikings. (laughs) You know, King Harold, um, Harold, um, it's not Hadrada, it was, um,
0: no, you're thinking about, um, you're not, wait a minute. King Harold. Oh, you're thinking about Car- Harold. Ah, um, oh, what's his Fine name? Hair. That's um from the original Vikings, isn't it? Harold. Um, no, it's oh, King Fine Hair. How, are you thinking of the latest one, Vikings Valhalla? No, you're thinking of the, Oh, you're in, you're thinking of the one with Ragnar Lothbrok.
1: And yeah, and all that lot. Harold.
0: He didn't die like that, though. Did Fine
1: it? Hair. No, but when you said Harold Hardrada, like oh, that was the person I had sorry. in my head. Do you know yeah, what I mean?
0: Yeah. So Harold Hardrada would have would, came after this. So um, in the Battle of Stamford Bridge. Which is one of them um, When the English throne was under dispute um, in 1066, basically Harold Godwinson claimed the throne of England, um, but several other people also claimed the kingdom of, of, of England. Um, one of them being, at the time, his name was William the Bastard. He later on became known as William the Conqueror. Um, and the other one was Upgrade. Harold Hodrada. <laughs> yeah, I know. The other one was Harold Hodrada. So Harold Hodrada was supposedly the fiercest uh, warrior in the whole of Europe at the time. Apparently, he was like six foot seven or six foot eight or something, which in those days would have, would have probably been about the equivalent of like seven foot now, because mm-hmm. people on the whole were a bit shorter. Um, so yeah, apparently he was just like this absolutely brutal um, fighter. I think them, I think uh, he might have even fought in the Varangian Guard. In Constantinople, modern day Istanbul, when he was a young man as well. Mm. So, when he was like in his early 20s, I think he went all around Europe just like seeking, like, you know, like training and and, and like finding a claim. I'm pretty sure he was fought in the Varangian Guard, which was like this elite group of um, warriors that were basically hired by the rulers of Constantinople, which at the time was probably the most impressive city on the planet. Um, and they would hire Saxon, the best Sa- Saxon and Viking warriors to almost like be their guards. And it was this elite group called the Varangian Guard and the, um, the, the people of Constantinople, which at the time were basically, they were called like Byzantines. So it was almost like remnants of the Roman empire. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that they were like more in terms of like their DNA, they were like, like Greek, but you know, great Greek and Roman, um, and yeah, they used to hide They were so impressed by like the the ferocity and like the physical might of all the big Saxon and Viking warriors. And they, you know, obviously just like their whole culture and religion, obviously in in um, that part of Europe, like northern and western Europe, was just like battle. You know, mm. like literally, like how do you get into Valhalla? Mm. By being like an amazing warrior and dying in battle. So it was almost like their whole entire life purpose was just like battle, wasn't it? Whereas, like, in somewhere like Constantinople, cool, <laughs> the people would have been a bit more almost like, if you think about how we would have been day to day. civilized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were more interested in like drinking wine, going to the theatre, having orgies. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas, I mean, the Vikings and the Saxons definitely oh, liked an orgy yeah, too. Yeah. But. Do you know what I mean? They were just like... Everything was just like... From the moment they were born, it would have just been like amazing, epic tales of like warriors. And everything that you would have been brought up with was like, be the best warrior you can be. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So they had these amazing guards. And yeah, so I think Harold Rodder, he was part of the Varangian Guard for a while. But then as you know, he went back to Norway. He was king of Norway, and he thought that he deserved the throne of England. I can't remember the exact specifics, but he was under the impression that um, he would become king of England. But Harold Godwinson was was as, was as well. And so as well was William the Bastard in Normandy who was also a descendant of um, of Rollo Mm. from um, Vikings so in a way all these people they're actually like a bit related Mm. so Harold Godwinson he had he was like half Viking half Saxon obviously Harold Harada was a Viking and William um, the conqueror as he would be known was also descended from Rollo mm. obviously the Normandy to this day Normandy North in Man. yeah, in, in France Normandy originally was like Northman's land mm. and then that mm. sort of became Normandy because um, that was the land that was given to the Vikings who settled in northern France to essentially protect France from other Vikings and other raiders um, it was more like a strategic move from um, the Franks mm. um, the Franks obviously basically being like what well, are modern day French people um, but yeah, Harold Hadrada That reminds me of like the the Japanese version of, of the story of Harold Hadrada at the Battle of Stamford Bridge. So apparently, um, actually at Stamford Bridge, the at- literal bridge itself, there was a bit where um, it was a very very close battle between the army of Harold Godwinson and the, and the ar- army of Harold Hadrada And apparently, Harold Hadrada stood on the bridge on his own with like a massive Dane axe, what's it's known? And a Dane axe is basically it's almost like a really long, massive axe, mm-hmm. um, warhammer. Yeah, but, <laughs> but an axe. <laughs> yeah, um, and apparently he was almost just like 300-ing it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? You know, obviously like, yeah, so obviously like the Battle of Thermapo- Thermopylae um, with 300. You know the idea that there was only 300 Spartans and there was like 10,000 Persians, but because they were so good, they were just cutting them down and cutting them down. It was a bit like that, but just with him. And he was just killing people for ages. So what eventually the, the Saxons did, because they they couldn't like just kill him outright, um, one of them snuck under the bridge, and it would have been like a wooden bridge at the time. And he just thrust a spear right up under Harold and apparently just went right up through the bridge and like into his oh, gonads, queen. essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And that was obviously a savage enough blow that or then the rest it. of them could like cut him down. Yeah. But that was, yeah, that was a. Also, just as an interesting side note, so um, Harold Hadrada's second in command and like the second most dominant Viking at the time was a guy called Ori. Um, and uh, once the battle was lost and Harold Hadrard had died and it was clear that they were not going to win the Battle of Stamford Bridge Ori um, um, and the rest of the men fled back to the boat and they ended up sort of travelling around Scotland and they ended up landing in the Isle of Man and then they ended up conquering the Isle of Man mm. and then King and then he became King Ori of man and then oh. Ori but yeah became king of the Isle of Man and you can actually just go I've like I've been to King Ori's grave in the Isle of Man mm-hmm. so he's like obviously in the Isle of Man like the legend of Ori is like a big deal mm. um, yeah and it's even in their national anthem it's like when King Ori the Dane in Man did reign and it's like oh yeah so it's, uh, it's, yeah so it's, it's just cool. That's yeah, just cool, that's really. Yeah, that's cool. And that's why like to this day, a lot like some of the other little Isles in um in like Britain, a bit like you know, the Orkneys and I believe like the Shetland Islands as well, like you know, they have like a real like strong Viking culture. Hmm. Um yeah, so it's almost like this mixture up because apparently when King Ori landed and then like the, the, the Vikings fought what like the, the Manxmen, which would have been like Gaelic men, which would have been very similar to sort of like the Scottish and Irish people. Right. Um and then the Vikings ended up winning, and apparently they just slaughtered all the men on the island, but not the women. Yeah, so like I everybody, this, so yeah. everybody that's like got like in Manx blood is like half Gaelic, half Viking. Whoa! Mm. So like, and it's like really in, like in their culture, in the Manx culture. If you ever go there, which I do recommend people go there because it's like amazing. It's almost like a little hidden gem. They call it the the, the jewel of the Irish Sea. Um, But it's, like, everything there, it's, like, this really cool mixture between, like, Gaelic and and Mm. Viking, like, everywhere. Mm. They've got these really cool... like viking stones with like runes all carved into them that you can just go and see in the island as i said Whoa. they've got the the burial
1: of, of, of king ori which is it's cool you've been king to ori's some of the grave yeah i think you've been to king ori's yeah grave, i remember I, I fell over in king ori's grave it was like real like <laughs> real bad because <laughs> it was quite raining it's like it, it's like a weird it's like a weird little thing that you can go in yeah into it yeah. and i remember Wait, like what? yeah something happened like oh, um cause it's
0: almost like a little it's like almost like a Tomb, it's, yeah it's like, like a tomb But right. with stones yeah, And stuff yeah, yeah. And you
1: can like Walk into it And actually go into Like the entrance What's part What's the word it, I'm the trying to think of it. It's
0: almost like A cairn A cairn, or yeah, a like cairn
1: yeah a cairn A cairn And mm. um, yeah I fell over It was a bit rainy It was a bit uh. wet At the time And yeah
0: Yeah King Orion was like Oh
1: yeah I was just thinking With like you know, you said that Ori went over to yeah, the Isle of Man. Mm. You know, with the with the um, the rest of the Viking army. Yeah, but would that have been like a very large number then? I'm I, not sure. I I'm don't just know because
2: like yeah. numbers mustn't yeah. have been like crazy. Yeah, like, and like you were saying, huge, with them, you know? was them actually doing like a 300 project sort of thing as well, where they were the vastly bridge. outnumbered. No, or, or no, 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 like no they him, weren't necessarily out.
0: No, they weren't actually outnumbered in terms of. They would have probably a pretty even battle army size at the start right, of the bridge, right, but it was right. just that Harold right, just found yeah, the strategic right. position, mm, and because which he was, reminded you of that. And because battle, he was yeah. such yeah. a lethal soldier, he, was just, he just knew that it was a real strategic place, and he was just this absolute berserker, so he was just mm. cutting everyone down. Mm.
2: Um, I think it's quite sad when that happens to like a a big warrior. Yeah. Like, like, going back to the original fact. Oh, oh, sorry, just branching off one second. No, yeah, yeah. I think that's really sad, when it's like, like when when someone's that good at yeah. being, like, a warrior, you would like to think that they get to die in, like, a valiant <laughs> well, way. Well, that
0: was a valiant way, though, really. You know what I mean, I mean no, you suppose. got to think from from the point of view as a Viking, as I said, like the whole thing is like you don't get into Valhalla unless you mm. die in battle. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like if you die of old age in Viking mm. society, it's almost like that's almost like a to be frowned upon sort of yeah. thing. Mm. do you know what I mean?
2: No, I just mean like with the arrows. You know what I mean? I feel like it'd be cool. Oh, I, no, that was I the Japanese guy. Go- oh, yeah, yeah, the Japanese I mean, guy. Go- oh, sorry, part. I thought you were talking about Howard So I rather. think it'd be cool if you were this warrior, you were one dying like a 1v1, like battle that's with, how badass he was i weapons, guess you know but i mean like you say as well yeah it, it stands to reason how good of a warrior he must i be think as well that's mm. the only way to beat him yeah mm.
0: i think as well that's like one similarity even though it's at like the opposite side of the world one similarity between that sort of like samurai mindset and like that viking mindset isn't it it's almost like you know it's like death before dishonor mm. like if you die in battle that's like you've achieved almost like your life's purpose Like mm. that's how vikings and samurais were raised even though, as i said they're like physically completely different opposite sides of the world they share that like almost everything in their society and culture was like you must be the greatest warrior mm. ultimate like honor upon your family if you like die in in like you know in battle mm. and stuff so yeah nah, no, that's cool isn't it yeah as i said we're going back to um ori though I i don't know if he went back to like denmark and norway and like raised mm. more people first mm. or if like because
1: you've got to bear in mind as well, the well ar- even when they'd done the first initial battle yeah more viking people would come to the island yeah. You've yeah.
0: got to bear in mind as well though, like the, the, the army they would have raised to go to Stanford Bridge would have been like in terms of like the relative to the age and mm. the times, it would have been massive. Yeah. Because mm. the ba- that battle would have been like one of the you know, one of the biggest battles in Europe that was going around at the time at the whole of Europe. Meanwhile you've got to bear in mind that the Isle of Man is like a very small place. It's only something like thirty three miles long. Mm. So like probably the biggest army that say like the the uh, the people of the Isle of Man could muster might not even be like a third mm. of what the original army that was at Stamford Bridge was left, which might have been like how many men already had yeah, left. Yeah. Do you know who what I mean? Knows
1: about the, um, you know, what kind of weapons they had and stuff, and like, yeah. how. You know, like, if, if that, that was your whole culture was about battle and, yeah. you know, the, the, the weapons that the Vikings had at the time... Would they would have, have probably like had epic, a bit better
0: but, better weapons yeah. than the I could imagine, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, also, but not just because they were such good blacksmiths themselves, but because they were such good traders, mm. and the blacksmiths were very good at that. So, like, the blacksmiths, although they... Uh, sorry, the Vikings, although they, they battled with the Saxons a lot, they also traded with them a lot, because when the Vikings first sort of met the Saxons... They realized that the quality of their swords was a bit better Mm. the the metallurgy where their swords were like a little bit better so it's like if you put them to the test in like vigorous testing like the viking sword would break before the saxon sword and that was that was mainly to do with the fact that although they were very similar like viking swords and saxon swords were essentially the same Mm. if you can picture like that sort of generic sword that you would think of if you've anybody Mm. that's seen like vikings Mm. or anything like they look the same But because Saxon had that big network, like, the Vikings were sort of quite isolated up in, like, the the north of Europe, obviously, like, um, Norway, you know, Denmark, Sweden. So they were almost, like, a bit isolated up in, like, the frozen lands. Whereas, like, um, the Saxon people had this massive network and were connected to Rome and the Franks and everything. So they had this big, wide network and they had leftovers of, like, Roman technology and all this stuff. So, like, they had, like, access to, I guess, just, like, tech texts and knowledge mm. of superior blacksmithing. Whereas I guess it's like the difference between like, if I gave you like, say like a load of blacksmith tools and I was like, right, go to like a deserted island and learn how to be a blacksmith. Mm. I'm sure you do a good job and you'd come up with some good stuff. But if I sent you someone was like a college where you were being taught by like amazing blacksmiths, you would obviously make better stuff mm. that way, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. So totally. I guess it's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's like a good mm. way
1: of thinking about it. Like the differences. Um, I, always, I always find it really interesting as well when you think of like... Uh, like Japan and things and and what they did with their weapons, like the route they went down with their we- with like their weapons, mm. how they were like much thinner, but mm. it was it was like mostly like about the sharpness cutting so like, weapons yeah, yeah like like you know, you think of like samurai swords, mm. and like yeah i fi- I find it really interesting that like I just ordered this uh knife for my kitchen mm. and it's like a traditionally made Japanese knife. Uh, and it's it's so cool there's something like super cool about it mm. like the way that it's like hand forged and and everything and but that's that style like they went like down this whole completely different kind of route with the technology of how mm. that they would like smith that sword and everything it's like really interesting isn't it like oh, definitely. just like the different ways you do it like they were more like broader in like europe and everything weren't they or generally Yeah
0: I think. I'm actually really interested in, in like weaponry it's so one of the things parts of history I'm most interested in and like different cultures and and the different weapons and stuff yeah so the, the the Japanese and that's the Asians in general like Chinese swords as well Chinese swords are a bit different than Japanese swords but they're, they're they would similar. fold
1: their metal wouldn't they like the the the, yeah. the, the Japanese would like do h- like f- hundreds and hundreds of folds which would yeah. make Whoa. it like super sharp and super strong for how thin it is but it's and, like a mm-hmm.
2: um it's like a myth isn't there? I don't know if it's true or not but there's a myth that if you got like an ancient samurai sword mm. then and you dropped like a piece of silk on it the silk yeah would just, or cut. just
0: like cut yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they went more the route of, like, um, cutting weapons, whereas, obviously, if you see more like um, like a, a Viking or a Saxon sword or a bit later on, like a couple hundred years later, in sort of the medieval times, if you think of, like, um, like, sort of like a sword like this, which would have had, like, a cross guard, and it's a pretty good, like, 50-50 between a cutting weapon and a stabbing weapon, mm, there's mm. still, like, a very big... It's almost like they're made so that it's very good at stabbing. Mm. It could also definitely cut someone's head off, but if you think about, like, a samurai sword... It Like, you could impale someone with it, but the edge is not specified in any way to be a stabbing weapon. Mm. It's a cutting weapon first. It's a cutting weapon first, a stabbing weapon second. Whereas it's almost like a, a European sword, what nowadays is called... You can go to what's called, like, HEMA classes nowadays, and what HEMA stands for... You went to it for a while. It just stands mm. for the history of European martial arts. So I think sometimes people don't, you know... You think of martial arts nowadays, and you always think of, like, the Asian martial arts, like... Um, taekwondo or karate or you know mm. like jujitsu which although it's associated more with brazilians nowadays it actually originates in japan um but um hema like i think people don't realize how seriously like um europeans took their fighting as well mm. but it was more weapon based mm. so you can find so many texts like so yeah. ma- like hundreds of books and it's all nothing but sword fighting techniques and ways to disarm your opponent and ways to fight like with a sword and with a dagger and you know like obviously the whole way that like there was so much invested into like creating armor that could like keep you alive and then conversely then they would create new weapons that would be like you had to kill you even if you were in this armor and stuff like it was taken very um seriously in europe um as i said it is interesting that the differences as i said um and not obviously just between say that and, and Europe Obviously like Say like the Middle East like, The Middle Easterners Had like their very own Interesting weapons as well And then
1: if In in places like I imagine um, them like Thinner at the bottom By the hilt And then they went Quite wide and like And, yeah. like, and like Curved Yeah in, in, in scimitars in, in yeah. yeah scimitars mm. And you also
0: have things Like capeshes mm. um, Kukris Yeah kukris Which is Indian mm-hmm. Which was an and yet again, though, Indian? Yeah, yeah. Again, though, it's like very um, cutting. It's yeah. like almost like Asians. Yeah. For some reason, it was all very cutting. Like, if you think the 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 the, the whole point of like a, the kukri for anyone that doesn't know what kukri is, it's almost like if you can picture that sort of like knife, it's almost like it goes like a boomerang. It's almost mm. like a boomerang, a sharp boomerang on a on a mm. handle. But it's weird because the cutting edge um, is on the inside of like the boomerang. Would yeah, be. but that's because it's almost like if you think about like almost like a scythe. Yeah, it's designed so that bend. Is what creates the, such the a good cutting motion, yeah. and that's why it's such a lethal. But then, weapon.
1: St- when you think of some of the um, other cutting swords from like uh, more Middle Eastern, it's like the other the, way. The other way. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. so like the outside of like the boomerang shape would be like the cutting thing because of like the almost like the aerodynamics of yeah. like of like how it would be like with the motion. You know, it's there, really interesting. Yeah,
0: there are some old, there are some old. Um, like um, Greek swords and also I think like Egyptian swords as well which not as radical as the Kukri but did almost go up like that Mm. so it Mm. would be like um, maybe not so like harshly like but you know almost like in a bend Um, so it would uh, you know it would have like be a better cutter Mm. basically I said yeah I do find stuff like that very interesting you know and apparently it was um Say when, um, like the the British Empire first sort of went into Asia, um, it's really interesting. I've watched some like cool videos, and it was going on about how um, obviously the the Asian sort of um, weaponry they sort of evolved to fight other Asians and neighboring countries mm. and stuff like that. So, and obviously the British had also like they'd more evolved to fight people like the French and stuff. So, when the British armies went into places like India and fought the Indians, it was very interesting because obviously they had what were at the time um, what were known as sort of like British sabres and things like that. So um They, they were, were quite p- thin, weren't they? Yeah, and they, they, had, actually, they actually they actually only had cutting. a sharp um, a, 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 a long one edge sharp on one edge. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And was actually mm. almost like more shaped, almost like a samurai sword, but with a different hilt. Yeah. One thing that's quite um quite different, and I don't know why this wasn't um thought of more in Asia as as you what you see in Europe with with swords is the more time goes on you can see there's more of like a evolve um, they're evolving hand protection yeah so if you think about like Viking and Saxon swords there's not much hand protection so you imagine a swords clashing and then what would commonly happen is a uh, like the swords would clash and then the sword would run down the blade and then it would end up chopping off the person's thumb or like chopping off the person's forearm or if not mm. even chopping it off at least leaving it like savagely wounded like broken tendons and stuff so at first they invented like the cross guard which would be like the cross guard is obviously just a bit up here so the whole reason for that is so that when the sword comes down here it can't get your hand and that evolved even more when you think about things like rapiers Mm, the and sabers, was, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. almost got like a whole hand protector thing Helps that your hand, your hand can sit in. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, your hand is constantly protected. From each angle. Yeah, mm. because and it just makes sense as well. But like people would actively target your hands because obviously, mm. if you if your hands are incapacitated, you cannot hold a weapon. Yeah, and then you're easier to kill. Mm. So, but it's interesting that doesn't seem to happen. Like if you think about a katana, like yeah, as you were saying, all this technology into the actual blade itself. But the actual handle was actually quite like almost like primitive. Yeah, mm. like
1: very small. Yeah, and, like yeah, you tiny think, like, little yeah. Mm. guard.
0: Mm. And, like you wouldn't protect you at all, really. Mm. I bet there must have been loads of hand injuries mm. in Japan. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be an
1: interesting one to look up. Yeah,
0: definitely. Mm. But I do think weaponry, is, is, I said weaponry is quite fascinating. Like the the evolution of of, of uh, weaponry. You know, but yeah, you can find some really interesting stories on, like, as I said, like battles between British soldiers, like sword fights between British soldiers and like Indian warriors. Mm as i said like the british more sort of like if what you think of is almost like rapiers and sabers and
1: stuff and then mm. um, yeah because that's what i was thinking with like how how sharp and the cutting power that um ancient samurai swords are like um supposed to have mm. like if that was met with a more of a broader sword uh for, from europe at the time like how they would fare against each other you know like mm. i
0: think that the european knight would would win quite well Yeah to be honest. Mm. I, I, Because even though The samurai swords Would be so sharp They didn't really develop Their armour the same And I think a knight If you think of like A knight in like Full plate armour
1: Oh plate armour Yeah Do like you know what I mean fully yeah. With like yeah. a
0: sword yeah, yeah, like yeah. Yeah. that That's like proper battle ready mm. For a start you'd have re- They'd have the reach advantage And um, Reach is like a lot in like Even like in like boxing Let alone in like Sword fighting like Reach is, is very important it's Basically mm. it's like Well ha- you know If I can get you to get you Before play. you can get to me yeah. Mm. then it's like do you know what i mean or if i can keep you at a distance that like, you can't get to me at the very least do you know what i mean um so that's one thing as i said plate armor obviously is ridiculously powerful and i think the main way to get through plate armor is more through through, the w- gaps. through piercing weapons mm. oh, okay. so they they invented that these really powerful daggers that were almost like had like a tr- were triangular at their base and then went down into like a really sharp point Mm. And they were like, if you could imagine, like hammering that down into mm. someone, even in plate armor, it would like manage to pierce the armor. Mm. But like, as I said, because they didn't really ever it, like, um, they they almost had like uh, I can't remember the name of the actual armor. Um, but can you think of like, like say, leather. what a samurai wears? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's almost like, chainmail. I don't think they even had chainmail. Do they not? I can no. picture what it would look like. It's almost like bamboo. I don't know, what bamboo, but would you know, what I mean, it's almost like if, you know, there's like those like straw mats. Hmm. It would almost be like Loads of them Like compiled together And stuff And then like You know th- Things like that on top mm. um, Definitely butchering Actually what a samurai Actually wore <laughs> yeah. So sorry for any Samurai <laughs> experts out there That are like
2: Idiots Try and get a samurai On the pod That'd be cool Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> yeah. Imagine that Just a little samurai
1: The last to- of the samurai Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise Tom Cruise on
2: on <laughs> <laughs> I think that's
1: what made me think chainmail Because I swear on his samurai armour He's Does got chainmail like, I think so Can you, yeah, but can can just you from google the Bullwinkle or, or Drew, either, oh, yeah, whoever? Can up. you just google Did um, samurai
0: wear chainmail I'm pretty sure they didn't have that technology I'm pretty sure that was like a European thing Do you know what I mean? The same way that like the Asians invented like fireworks And we didn't have them until hmm. And a bit like how
1: uh, Oh okay So kusari gusuku All right. um, Chain armour is the Japanese term for mail armour Kasuri is a type of armor used by the samurai class and the um, the retainers in feudal Japan. So yeah, they did. Oh, they did, they did have yeah, chainmail then. armor, yeah.
0: Oh, cool. When did they invent that then? So did they invent that, or was that after they'd met the
1: Europeans? Twelve seventies. Oh, okay. Right. So
0: they also oh, they definitely did invent it themselves then. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so they did actually have it then. Mm. Yeah, interesante.
0: Would you also um, just because I think they're really cool weapons? Would you also look up a kopesh? I think it's like K
1: O. P-E-S-H Yeah, the kapesh? thing is We won't be able to see it on the um... Oh, are we not? Nah, no, we've not. Not, got have the, we not got the, the thing PT, up today yeah. No, nah, we've not got it on, man
0: Oh, that's a
1: shame Oh, don't yeah, worry The kapesh, don't worry about That looks cool <laughs> Yeah, it's a cool weapon <laughs> For anyone it? watching right now Just type up K-P-E-S-H K-H-O-P-E-S-H Check Not
0: Does it say like where it originates from? I think it might originate from like Egypt or something
1: Let's have a look it just says what it is, but where? I can't, it, can't even it, spell it right, so I
2: can't fun. even figure out what it looks like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's have
2: a look. I'll have a little look as well. How's it spelled, Drew? It's like K O P E S H. K H O oh,
1: P E S H. Yeah.
2: Kopesh. Ah, I see. I see. They look it's cool, don't cool, they? Yeah, I think it's
1: Egypt because it says found with Tutankhamun. Ah,
2: yeah. I was going to say it looks Egyptian. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was. But can you see how it's got that like?
0: It's almost like it goes straight at the start, and then it's got that, like, king, yeah, the you can, hook. You can imagine that'd be pretty savage, can't you? Mm. It's a sickle-shaped sword that evolved from battle axes. Mm. Who was it
2: that used... I know there were some people that used, like, daggers and stuff where they would be, like, twisted, so that if you were to put it in someone, like, stab it in someone, when you pull it out, it would almost, like, twist all, like... The it's entry point is. and like mm. literally rupture like everything inside of you, and it it's like considered one of the most deadly like oh really I don't know d- you can have
0: yeah, I don't really know exactly um what you mean by like a twisted dagger
2: like it'd almost have like three sort of things, like uh, it's like spinning around, yeah, kind yeah. of
1: yeah, oh that looks crazy what's that man uh so uh Poshland twisted Damascus dagger. Yeah, oh, yeah. They lo- it looks a bit like a like a corkscrew but like sharp on each p- on all the way around on the points and stuff mm, right but it's pretty crazy cool
0: yeah pretty um, funny as well how um, literally did one quick fire fact and we just like
1: spiralled off on this quick thing. fire Massive- fact the weapons are <laughs> actually so interesting oh they are fascinating they? for how much like death and destruction they deal oh yeah that's so interesting as well yeah I used to be... Uh, that's another... I don't know what we were talking about on Mystery Mondays as well, like, uh, this week. Um, and about, like, you know, past lives and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm. And, like, it, it's almost like there's this... For me, when I was a kid, like, I was, like, strangely obsessed with swords and knives. Oh, me too. Like, yeah, like, before I was... I, I had, had so even many been exposed toy swords to, yeah. to like To much about Like yeah. you know what I mean And it is It's like there was this like Thing inside me It's just like I'm I'm a warrior Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man yeah I was, from I was annoying. exactly the same If we were ever in a shop And it'd be like Oh can, do you want a toy You've
0: been a good boy recently I'd be like I Want a toy sword Yeah and
1: I'd go to like Find like a little toy sword In the shop And I'd want that yeah, I was obsessed. Apparently, like there's there's that picture I put it on like Facebook a while ago. Oh, yeah. of just I'm I'm just Action, in a Drew. in a pair Rambo. of pants yeah. and some and some wellies, and then I've just got about like twenty daggers and knives yeah. all just like <laughs> stuffed into my pants and like and a yeah. bow and a, and a and a bow on, and it was literally like some like, weird <laughs> little like Ram- hunter, yeah. some little like Rambo Conan hybrid. Yeah, just looking at the yeah. camera like,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, oh, it's just is fun enough. Yeah. Give you another quick fact now. There's an English man named Mark Roberts who has streaked at more than 565 international events. <laughs> <laughs> he has his own set of rules for streaking: don't interrupt the play of game, be prepared to spend an evening in jail, have a good lawyer on hand, and don't eat spicy food the night before a streak. No,
2: that sounds <laughs> yeah. like a rules. Yeah, yeah it does, doesn't I it? I
1: wonder why. I wonder why.
0: why <laughs> I wonder. Yeah, he's just becoming
1: this pro streaker almost. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Australian I remember the first um, football game, I haven't been to many football games in my life, but the first one I ever went to, there was mm. a streaker that ran out onto the pitch. Oh, was that? I nice. was like, yeah, that Did was pretty far? interesting. Yeah, right out into the middle. Did Right into nice. the middle and was there, like, jumping around and <laughs> that, like, yeah. Brilliant. In the
0: 14th century, ships would catapult beehives onto the decks of enemy ships to clear the way for boarding parties. That's a bit savage, isn't it? So Whoa. they'd what sorry? Uh-huh. catapult beehives onto the decks of enemy ships to clear way clear the way for boarding parties uh-huh. to
2: clear the way uh-huh. so if they were like hunting down another ship hmm.
0: so they would catapult the beehives on so that they could yeah so that the men had sort of all been like cleared yeah. and ran off all hysterically yeah, when like, yeah, by yeah. the time they they'd um, boarded boarded the ship um let's get you another quick fire fact um Sarah Wilson who was born in the 1700s was an English con woman who often travelled in the United Kingdom presenting herself to be of royalty and conned she conned many lower class families she was convicted as a thief in the 1770s she however managed to escape to America and lived like a roi- like royalty for the rest of her life under the guise of a princess Carolina Matilda <laughs> sort of like impressed almost in a way that she managed to make like a full career Take out it of that it till you make yeah. it yeah she literally did she just, like, lived a life of royalty in, in America. Mm. Everyone just sort of, like, I guess were just like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. Fair play. <laughs> this, this is quite a cool one. Monkeys in Japan have learned to wash sweet potatoes in fresh water to clean them, but they have recently switched to washing sweet potatoes in salt water. Scientists have theorised that this is because they like the salty taste of the potatoes more than the plain potato taste. Nice. So it's a bit like when we season our potatoes before we roast yeah. them. Yeah. I mean that makes sense to me though. Seasoning I think it all around, imagine baby. like ha- like having a roast potato but you haven't seas- seasoned oh, it. Oh man! I mean you, know, you, put, you
1: anything really when you haven't seasoned oh, it. I know. Like, yeah, you know. When people like... tell me that they don't have like salt mm.
0: and pepper and stuff on their food, I'm like,
2: what? Yeah,
1: <laughs> what?
0: A <laughs> bit of olive oil, a bit of rosemary, bit yeah. of salt. Oh, that's cra- like to me, that's like crazy, man. That's crazy.
2: I loved that thing. I still always, whenever we talk about monkeys, I always go back to that thing. of you showing me the the orangutans that like fish. I learned to that, like, fish. Went fishing, and then yeah. like, the the fact that they were in their one particular species of them have now entered their stone. The Stone Age. age. No, that's that's, that's so cool.
0: yeah, that's slightly different. So there's orangutans that um ab- like observed people fishing. Um, in Asia and then have started fishing themselves. Um, but then there's there's the chimps. It's the chimps that have entered the Stone Age. So that wasn't through them observing humankind, as mm. far as I'm aware. It's just that scientists have observed that some mm. tribes tools. tribes of mm. chimps have entered the Stone Age. Mm. They've started using stones as tools, so they've officially mm. entered the Stone Age, mm.
1: which is just really cool, isn't it? Another fact that I find really interesting with like animals and species, I can't remember it specifically, but it was basically after a certain amount do a certain thing, mm. they Then the whole species, like that, it almost that that um hive mind. Yeah, it's -hmm. like like, that 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 technique or that um that thing gets just like implanted into everyone. It's like the 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 equivalent,
0: like the mental equivalent of like you know when they say like herd immunity. Mm. You know when they say like only the best way to get immune to a virus is like yeah 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 that's (laughs) that yeah you know they say like the best way to get like um. Yeah, a, a species like used to like a, a virus or whatever is to just let it spread through the community, yeah, and then you'll get like a herd immunity, and after a while it won't be any worse than a cold. Mm. That was like the original. Yeah, it was weird because when COVID first came out, I remember that was originally Boris Johnson's plan. Do you remember? Mm, Boris Johnson really. went on the and he said that he was going to let let the coronavirus spread through the community, and so we would get herd immunity, mm. and then like loads of stuff happened and kicked off, and then suddenly it was like no lockdown. Mm. Mm. But like that was the original plan. Um, I'd be what curious,
2: thinking of those chimps that have entered their stone age, mm. I'd be curious if, if like... Think of humans, for example. Now that everyone's got phones, right? There would have been a time when no one had phones. Yeah. But there are still the few people that are like, you know what? I'm not getting a phone. Yeah. like, I like people. Like phone. Room. Yeah. So I wonder if there are chimps about that. That all the other chimps are like, right? We're going to start using tools. We're going to start using stone, and they're like, no, Nah, man. I'm not I'm doing sticking down that to to way. I'm not <laughs> keeping
0: this crazy tech. Yeah, mm. man. I'm just
1: going <laughs> s- to do it all with my hands, bro. So what about the bears then? Who who observe who observe the the beauty. Yeah, of observe nature. nature. Yeah, yeah a matter so of cool. you know progression. Mm. Yeah, well, it's interesting, pro- isn't it?
0: But like me, ma- I think if you're a bear, th- I don't think you even really need tools because mm. you're such a unit. You got tools
1: on the ends of your fingers. Yeah, that come re- out this past week that news
2: mm. that they can like observe beauty, or did you just tell us that?
0: I I, no, I was a fact I said last week ah, right, at I was the end of the say, episode. Yeah. yeah, it was at the end of one of my quick fire facts. But um, yeah, it is it is cool. Um, I remember saying like you said one of the reasons I don't think bears necessarily need it I don't think that there's many things that a bear does I mean I might be wrong I'm just thinking mm. on the spot that like a bear does that like, could really be improved that much with say like stone tools mm. I know for example that like well, i heard... they have
1: got opposable thumbs have they
0: no they haven't no that's a good point yeah but I mean I've also heard stories of like say like um, like hunters and stuff that say they've observed bears in the wild like um, with one arm like lifting up like massive boulders to like look underneath for like grubs Mm. and stuff Mm. to eat and they said that afterwards like when the bear has cleared off they've like gone up to the boulder and like like, two or or three men like Mm. can't move it like Mm. an inch but the bear with one arm was just really casually like the same way that like you'd like lift up a coffee mug it wasn't like it was just like "Ah!" (laughs)
2: that's (laughs) mental but it's
0: like yeah and um also it's a pretty brutal video Uh, oh yeah we can't we can't show it to people anyway today but um I watched a video of like a, a bear and um, attack a moose and then it was and it like dragged the moose off but you know how like massive moose are yeah mm-hmm. so they're probably like, twi- yeah, yeah, like yeah. twice the size of like a massive stag or something like that uh-huh. I don't know how heavy um moose are do you want can you yeah, google I'll go it that because I know whatever it is it's going to be really heavy it's going to be something ridiculous like
2: 2 ton 1 ton take a guess
0: i reckon like I'm putting the average so yeah i mean i reckon say like, an imperial ton at least That's what's that? Five hundred kilos. So
2: male is three hundred and eighty to seven hundred kilograms. Yes. Female
0: two hundred to four ninety. Yeah. So if I say seven
2: hundred kilos, that's
0: over an imperial ton. For the big Um, boys, yeah. Yeah, for the really big balls. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, and in the video, the bear's like dragging off the moose, but it's like, oh man, it's like, it's like how I would toy. It's like how I would (laughs) pull around like a small woman. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like. It's like you know when you watch something, you're like that's like it's almost like, that's weird. That's, pretty easy. that's weirdly easy. Mm. Yeah, you know. I think one of the things that makes somebody like you know when you're like younger and you're watching pro wrestling, like one of the reasons I was always like such a big fan of say like people like Bill Goldberg and and mm-hmm. Brock was because I've always been really interested in sort of athletics and stuff. The reason I was such a big fans of them was because they have that weird freakish thing where it's like. A lot of wrestlers like lift other wrestlers and mm. they suplex like them and stuff. But it was the way that some, when someone like Brock or builded, uh, and it had this weird like effortlessness hit, to yes. it, and it makes you think yeah. like, oh my god, and like speed yeah. as well. Yeah,
1: like they were speedy as well as strong, weren't they? Like, and I think that's what bears
0: have, <laughs> but like mm. obviously on another level. Mm. It's like when you went like the way that the bear like pulled the moose across the ground, it was scary, man. Mm, it was uh, like I was like. Whoa Like that's a moose Mm -hmm. That's like literally The largest mammal In North America And the bear was like Pulling it around Like it was Like it was like a child Mm -hmm. You know what I mean It was like crazy man It was crazy
1: Cray cray
0: Shout out to the bears But yeah I'm not sure if bears would need it But it's it's cool that bear Can literally just sit there And contemplate nature And think Oh this is pretty beautiful Mm. Oh this is a pretty nice scene Yeah that's
2: so cool I love that fact so
0: much Oh if I had a camera right now I'd take a picture of this Mm. That's pretty cool (laughs) Yeah
2: (laughs) Take a mental note
0: Yeah Um, Oh We've run out of time in the first hour So let's listen to some tracks I was going to reel off another quick fire fact But um, we'll leave it there for the time being Um, Listen to these tracks And come back in the second hour Uh, We're going to find out all about um, a cult
2: Um,
0: A local cult actually A cult that was actually super local to us Just a couple of miles away from us Oh I'm excited Um, And we've got plenty more quick fire facts And a couple of other stuff to talk about So yeah Cheers everybody um, we are now going to find out all about a sex cult. <gasps> Ooh. So, oh this
1: is, um, so, this is. My kind of cult. Oh, babe. Yeah, babe. Alright. Alright.
0: So, this is the Spaxton sex cult of the 1800s. Wow. So, um, people that listen to us locally obviously will know where Spaxton is. For people that don't, Spaxton is a village that is about four miles from where we are recording mm-hmm. this right now. Um, and they had a cult called um, the Agapemene back in the 1800s. yeah. So um, I've known about the Agapemene for a long time, but Mm. what reminded me of it recently was there was this um, newspaper article from a local newspaper, um, The Mercury. So I'm going to read it out to you and then um, fill in any blanks with prior knowledge I already had on the Agapemene. So, it says, it was a little awkward in January 1899 when the Son of God died near Bridgewater, considering he was supposed to be immortal. <laughs> Several soul brides and his daughter, the child of the devil, succeed him. And he was buried standing up, just so he was ready for action when the resurrection occurred. But if you believe the rumours, he'd had more than enough action during his lifetime. Ooh. This is the story of the Agapemonites. A mid-1800s sex cult centred in the heart of, of all places, Spaxton, that scandalised Victorian society. The Reverend Henry Prince was the youngest child of a West Indian plantation owner, born in Bath in 1811. He underwent a religious conversion in 1834 and the following year he gave up a career in medicine for his spiritual calling. In March of 1836, he entered St. David's College, Lampeter, but soon got himself something of a reputation for his strange beliefs. His first curacy was at Charlinch, where he proved himself to be a charismatic and popular preacher, although one with some unorthodox views about sex. (laughs) When he began flinging himself around the room and prophesying word reached the Bishop of Bath and Wells who asked the rector to reign in his curate this didn't go according to plan however and instead the rector converted and became Prince's (laughs) follower prompting the bishop to revoke both men's license to preach in the name of God in 1842 Prince obtained a temporary curacy in Suffolk but with the words in me you see Christ in the flesh Mm. He proclaimed himself to be the Messiah And the Church of England Promptly defrocked him Undeterred Prince continued to gain followers Especially in Brighton and Weymouth For some Mm. reason it seems super random That it was randomly in Brighton Mm. Mm. Like Brighton's the opposite coast Mm. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So like Spaxton in Somerset Is like pretty much on the west coast Mm. Like just like a few miles from the west coast And Brighton's like the east coast Mm. So that's really random, going isn't to it? To all the peers, mm-hmm. like I mean, yeah. you can at least see like that's where he's preaching. At least Weymouth's still southwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a bit random, isn't it? It's just a bit random. So where was I? Um, his gospel also attracted many young unmarried women and older widows. One day, Prince gathered them all in a large house in Weymouth, and solemnly informed them the end of the world was nigh.
1: <gasps> what?
0: They were told that all possessions, including money, would be meaningless in the face of oblivion, so they should share them for the common good. And just like that, Yagapemene or the Abode of Love as it was also known, became a reality. Using the money, the group bought a 200-acre estate in Spaxton, complete with a great house with some 18 bedrooms. Sitting rooms, dining rooms, and servants' quarters. Spacious grounds and gardens became known as the Eden. They were dotted with outhouses, stables, conservatories, gazebos, and cottages. It had its very own chapel in one corner with easy stairs, settees, and a billiard table. The estate was also surrounded by a high brick wall to keep prying eyes out, and the faithful. In. Enormous bloodhounds guarded the gates. <laughs> <laughs> but it was his practice of keeping spiritual wives, as he called them, and accusations of theft, kidnapping, and brainwashing that finally brought the cult to the attention of British newspapers. In 1845, three of the Nottage sisters travelled to Somerset, along with Prince, to reside in the new community. During the journey, Prince persuaded Harriet, Agnes and Clara Nottage to marry three leading clergymen from the Agapemene. Harriet married Reverend Louis Price, Agnes married Reverend George Thomas, and Clara married Reverend William Cobb. They all wed in Swansea on the 9th of July, 1845 Clara and Harriet would live happily in the abode of love with their spiritual husbands for many years but after becoming with no right to remove her cash after angering Prince a pregnant Agnes was later banished from the church and branded a fallen woman (gasps) when Agnes realised Prince had his set sight on another sister Louisa she wrote to her telling her not to come to Spaxton, So Louisa came to Agapemene to live. Alarmed, her outside family decided to free her. Late one night, drinkers at the Lamb Inn next door to the Agapemene heard frantic screaming. They rushed out to see a young woman being bundled into a coach, which clattered noisily off into the dark of night. Louisa remained utterly convinced that Henry Prince was God and her mother had her committed to a lunatic asylum. She managed Hmm. to escape, only to be recaptured and recommitted, but her friends in the sect alerted the commissioners in lunacy who investigated and released her in May of 1848. After her release, Louisa sued her family for abduction and false imprisonment and won, remaining at the Agapemene for the rest of her life. The case of Louisa Nottage was the first time the general public, via the newspapers, had heard of the agapeminists, but it would not be the last.
2: Mm, can I just say it's so cool, like being able to place all of these places as well? Yeah. Like my brother, of course, used to, um, used to live over in. What, what is it Baxton? called? No, but he actually lived by. Is it Challenge? Challenge, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. lived in like Challenge Manor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A house sit there, and then there's like that creepy church right Char- next. Charlton's Char- Church. Yeah, <laughs> and then my ex girlfriend lived in Spaxton too, and like, worked at the Lamb Inn, like right next to the place and everything. Yeah, mm. I've
0: been in the Lamb quite a few times for a steak. Yeah. It's quite a good, nice place to go yeah. for food. Mm. Yeah, they do like good
1: steak and chips there and stuff, mm. and then are the sort of place that, like, if you ask them to give you an egg with it, they will. Didn't um, uh, um, Jess White live in? Jill, or Jess Mann. Jess sorry, Mann. live in the old something that was to do with. I can't the remember if she
0: lived in the. Uh, she might have actually lived in the Agape. Yeah, yeah, I think she Whoa. did. I think as she Emily. might have done. Yeah, I yeah I'm, it, I'm pretty
1: sure she did. Yeah, I remember her saying she'd go around there, and it was like that yeah. was the the place that was I'm pretty house. sure like her dad bought it and like did it up, and mm. then they lived there for a while. But huh. it was like a real nice big house site. You know? mm. Yeah, actually, I've got a cool mm. story about that. Like, so I can tell you. Do you reckon
2: it was cheaper because of all of this as well. Mm, like it brought uh, the price down a bit. I reckon be yeah, uh, it, it, it is a long,
1: old time ago now. Though, as well, I don't know. Where it, uh, it might well, do. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. It may, maybe. Does some... it say in this article about when the fall of the Agapemni was?
0: We shall come on to that. So we'll see shortly. The incident, which would forever fix them in the imagination as an evil sex cult, came in 1856 when Prince announced something he called the divine purification. Prince said he would carry out the sacrificial deflowering of a young girl... ...to prove that he was the son of God. Before yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to prove that I'm the son of
0: God... By just be deflowering a lady ladies. I mean, come on. Come on. Before long, a selection of suitable girls was made available in the chapel... ...so he could choose the one to be... favoured, as he called it. Mm. In front of a large congregation of his followers... Dressed in flowing red velvet, he had full sexual intercourse with a sixteen-year-old girl on a billiard table. (laughs) This is mental. Can you imagine what? All of his followers were just around him watching. I can imagine them all just like chanting. This is like something out of Midsummer. (laughs) I know. I was thinking that. I was thinking that actually. Uh, The girl was violated to the sound of the chapel organ and the singing of strange hymns. He assured his followers the girl would not become physically pregnant, but who would give birth to the spirit of the new messiah. So eyebrows were raised among even the most devout followers when it became apparent the girl was actually pregnant. The resulting child that was born nine months later was called Eve. She was condemned and denied by Prince as a devil child, and was not recognised by him as his flesh and blood. Their blinkers were finally removed. Many of the congregation left, and at the same time, the walls were built higher, and no one allowed in, obviously. This just meant gossip and speculation went into overload. Rumours escalated, tales became taller, and more and more journalists dropped in, using the Lamb Inn as a base to gather gossip and buzz from the locals. My favourite tale was how mister Prince would choose his next female companion by sitting on a revolving stage and seeing who was in front of him when it stopped turning. The <laughs> young ladies but with, yeah, with, with but yourself, with yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The young ladies were said to have then stripped naked to bathe him. Prince outlived many of his followers, giving further credence to his claim of immortality. In 1896, aged 85, he emerged from behind the walls of Spaxton to initiate the building of an ornate church in Clapton in North London, complete with a 150-foot tower of Portland stone. Once
2: again, bouncing from coast to coast.
0: Yeah. The capital now, just in the middle of London. Yeah. Yeah, the, the place was complete with an 150-foot t- tower of Portland stone, oak hammer-beam roof, and stained-glass windows depicting the submission of womankind to mankind. The church was dedicated to the Ark of the Covenant, and one of the first preachers appointed was the Reverend, High, was the Reverend John Hugh Smith Piggott. In 1899, Prince finally died at the age of 88. His followers were confused and hurriedly buried him in the grounds of the chapel with his coffin positioned vertically so that he would be standing on the day of his resurrection. Damn. Yeah, weird. It's crazy how he, like, got away with, like, so much stuff there. Yeah. Just built, like, massive walls and was like, basically, I'm the son of God. Um and I'm just going to do all these like crazy deflowering ceremonies mm. and everyone's just like, oh yeah that's cool and there's just like weird organ music playing mm. and everyone's like chanting weird hymns where he's just like having sex with this 16 year old girl so on a billiard crazy. table crazy for some so reason crazy. it makes it weird that it was a billiard table mm. it almost makes it a bit comedic <laughs> 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 I
1: mean on quite comedic I can't believe it was so close to us
2: yeah it's crazy Mm. It's another example of fake it till you make it. I always <laughs> think it's like amazing when you
0: hear stuff like that. It's a bit like Charles Manson's cult as well, how it's just like, oh yes, and then you hear stories about how like loads of people flock to him. Mm. I was like, what? Yeah, Like, cat- who? Yeah. Yeah. What was, who are these mental people that I thought, this sounds like a good idea?
2: Yeah. <laughs> do you know I mean? like, <laughs> how do you get away with it? How oh, do this you guy get says, away with building a cult like that? Yeah,
1: this guy says he's the son of God, does he? All mm. oh, right. well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, we'll it just go and join him. so in. weird, so what? weird. It's like crazy. people have this overwhelming want to fit in, yeah, and then they have mm. to fit in in these weird places that no one else fits in,
2: yeah. <laughs> like, but then they do fit
1: in, yeah, and they're Ooh. all of a sudden.
0: And then next thing you know, they're being the cult. rogered on the billiard yeah. table <laughs> to <laughs> load
1: of weird organ music, you know, <laughs> and hymns. It reminds me of like Handmaid, like The Handmaid's Tale. I mean, that, yeah. Oh, that was what's weird. that? There's this thing. I think it's on Netflix. Um, Netflix Rings a bell? I don't think Amazon I've seen it. Amazon Prime um but i watched it and it was proper freaky it was like fertility started going down in america and everything and in the whole world and then there was um only certain women could have kids right and they um america like closed off its borders and like t- basically took all the women that could still have kids and like um you like made them these weird like handmaidens that were like um and it was, it was like a, it was like a christian cult um that was that was basically and they did this thing that was like the ritual like once a month where like the masters of the household would like would like that their wives would hold down the handmaids on the bed, and then they would like rape them and stuff, just because they want to get babies. Still, they wasn't, they weren't able to with their wives, and it was, but it was all made like this, like like religious thing, you know. It's like a mm. TV program, and it's complete fiction. But it's like you can imagine things. Well, it sounds weird, like similar to this, uh, yeah. It, it in it does, terms of the weirdness it, yeah, yeah. yeah. like yeah. it's just weird. I reckon as weird. this is where they got their inspiration for the for the Maybe, show from. Yeah. But it's really cool as well, though, because this wo- woman's like trying to escape and stuff, and mm. like and Canada is like the safe house, like safe haven. Oh really it's oh, happening, cool. And it's like How Escaped they get like, Yeah you know It's it's really good Is it we, one I've of those shows it. Where you're
2: almost When you're watching it You're like Oh this is messed up Yeah
1: it is It is Yeah, yeah definitely But you can almost Imagine it happening as well Like what, What's happened, it called like, Extremist like people Yeah That yeah. that really believe Certain things like that And like the things That they'll go to Like to
0: It almost yeah. just seems Almost like comical In a way doesn't it though, With this like um, Reverend Prince guy How he was just like um, He's like Don't worry <laughs> When I have sex with this sixteen-year-old girl, she won't get pregnant. Mm. And then she just got pregnant, and he was like, "No, it's the son of the devil. Yeah, it's a child of it's a child of Satan. Mm. I renounce you."
1: <laughs> it's like what? So That's stupid, almost just like it? ridiculous. Like, it's so like, absolutely yeah, stupid.
0: It's actually just like really comical, really, isn't it? Mm. You're
1: like, um, "All right, mate."
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so we are like, obviously just really like get, get
1: much more proof than that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mm. It's funny mm. to think that that literally went on like just like down the road from us. Yeah, yeah crazy. The I want. to
1: see the Agapemni House.
0: Yeah, so I think there was a girl that was in our tutor group at school. Yeah, like we were talking about was right. Jess Mann, and I'm pretty sure she lived there for a while. Mm. I'm not sure if this is the same place as well, but I think, um, I think M um, was telling me. I, th- I don't. I don't know if this was this place or not. Oh no, actually, I don't think it was. There's um. Anyway, there's there is one story. Em told me about um, how she was with a friend I can't remember if this was this place in The, the Agapemini or if this was this place In Chad's Hill in Cannington. But um, anyway she was telling me that um, She was with like a girl and they were like um, Yeah like the dad had bought the house and they were doing it up And she was like of one of her girls. I can't remember if it was Jess Mann or if it was one uh, Em's old friend Emma Emma Kent I think her name was And they were saying that they were like playing like, Just like chucking a ball to each other and apparently the house was like pretty empty Like they just moved in um, and their sort of parents were sort of wandering around the house downstairs, but they were upstairs mm. just like playing ball. And then um, one of them like chucked a ball to the other one, and like they didn't catch it, mm. and it like went into a room. Like the ball just like went into a room, um, and then suddenly the ball just like flew out the room, <laughs> and it was like a completely <laughs> empty room.
1: Oh man, that's so freaky, innit?
0: Yeah, man, that's <laughs> horror movie stuff. Mm.
1: That's meant. to went. Apparently
0: they just were both like rolling ah! back out.
1: Yeah.
2: Ah. <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Emma Kent as well said that um as I said I don't know if it was the Agapemoni or this house in Carrington but it, that Emma Kent I think um used to say that like stuff used to like things used to come out of her wardrobe in the middle mm. of the night.
2: Mm. What? Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's
1: terrifying. Freaky, freaky.
2: Yeah, like she just oh, be what, like
0: what's hey. like clothes. No, no, like like something, like like a, like like some, something, like some, <laughs> like either like some oh. someone or something, like uh, like in the middle of an night, like every now and again, mm. like the wardrobe would just open and like she'd just see something like climb out of it and then she'd like scream and then apparently the run into the room and turn the light on and then that like would just be like nothing there, mm. but she'd like see in the darkness like a wardrobe going and then something like get out. But then by the time She would like screamed, And the parents were coming It was like nothing there So it was like I know like some ghost or something That's what she thought Maybe it was just like Sleep paralysis Or like a nightmare yeah, But still, cre- wh- Creepy story nonetheless Yeah whatever the case Whatever that's it was terrifying. It was a pretty creepy
2: story Yeah, 100% 100% Yeah
0: because I remember Emma always like saying She was like really Always like Freaked out to stay there Yeah She'd like stayed at our house A couple of times But I think Em said That even when she stayed Apparently like, apparently, like the, the light used to like Randomly flicker So oh. they'd have like A light on my bedroom And so
1: just Randomly just go like mm.
0: You know it's almost like It's like flickering on and off Wow. Maybe it was just faulty electrics
1: or something. I want to know these things. I remember where I went to, like, a ghost hunter at Monsel House once. Oh, yeah. And they had these, like... They had these things that were, like... Are they called, like, EVF meters or something? Oh. And electro... I don't magnet- know if it's... Is that the little things that,
2: like, beeps when you, yeah, when like ghost person. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like any... Like, if
1: there's, like, a radiation or something or, or some kind of frequency that happen- happens around it, it was, like, it would light up and, like, kind of beep and stuff. Mm. But it was, like, really crazy because when we were there doing kind of ghosty things um you could ask questions and it would like beep twice for yes or like beep once yeah. for no and that and it was like really weird you could it would actually like light up and mm. stuff and it was mm. like i wonder what that actually was i want to get one like for, yeah. for my own house or yeah, something we've got to
2: do pandora's box goes ghost hunting or something. yeah oh <laughs> that's so done. cool there's mm. so many like cool haunted places near us as well Mm. So oh yeah. As like, I said the Jamaica, Jamaica Inn apparently
0: yeah I'm pretty sure the Jamaica Inn is supposed to be the most hot, like one of the most if not the if it's not the most it's one of the most important places in the entire of the UK and it's like I can't remember if it's north Cornwall or south Devon but either way mm. it's not that far from us. Like we I can get there in like, a couple I definitely hours, end yeah. up
2: freaking myself out. But mm. that is partly the point. So oh, i All it.
1: cameras on you bro. It's proper weird how you <laughs> can freak yourself out. Like psychological. Yeah, like yeah. I I went through years of not really doing it. And, like, as yeah. in, like, I used to, like, hate it as a kid. Like, I could freak myself out, and then I'd just be like, it'd f- feel horrible being, like, somewhere, like, on your own, in that. <laughs> <I laughs> freak like, myself out. Yesterday. It's just horrible <laughs> just being somewhere on your own. Yeah. <laughs> that seems almost, like, really ominous. I'm yeah. like, what aren't you telling us, man? Yeah. No, like, <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> but I was in my house the other day. <laughs> the fish. And I freaked myself out. How? Yourself on. Just by thinking differently. Just by thinking differently. Yeah, like, I came downstairs, and it was, like, the middle of the night. And, like, you know, I can sit in my living room in the pitch black, like, Mm. no problem at all, and just not be worried, like, at all. Like, just, like, normally. But then, yeah, I sat, I I came down the (laughs) stairs. Oh, it was when Meg was at um, at Wellington, so so I was in there on on my own. And you're thinking you've only lived there for a little while, so you don't know. and then I was thinking, I wonder what, like, the actual energies are like in this house. I wonder if there is any kind of, like, history, because I know it's a really old place Mm. and stuff. And, um, and you know it so used to cold. be that the little ha- the little road behind us, or the mm. little thing mm. it that used to be like a Blame. stable for a horse and cart and stuff it's like really right. like old place yeah. and um and yeah, and I just got down to the bottom of the thing and i and I had that thought, and when I had that thought of like I wonder if there's anything around here, like any like imprints of a memory or anything of like of like people that had lived here. And then, yeah, I freaked myself out. And I was, like, standing at the bottom of the, uh, of the stairs, like, looking through looking through the hallway, like, into where the kitchen is in the bathroom. There's, like, a little light coming from the kitchen window just, like, flickering cool. a bit. And I was just a bit like, all oh, right, yeah, I'm going back upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I like, went back upstairs. Yeah, so yeah. But it was, like, but I knew it was stupid. But just yeah. from that change of perspective, I freaked myself out. And I was like, and oh, I've still got it. I can still do it.
2: I did it uh, yesterday in here. Really? I Did you? In yeah, air, man. Uh, in I remember you, you
0: messaged me and said that you came in here late last yeah, night, so I got here at like
2: what ten? I reckon it was. I think it was of...
0: about yeah, like quarter to ten. Or yeah, something I, I got it
2: like around ten, and then written my movie review for yeah, my breakfast yeah. show. And I just watched Midsummer right before I came in. <laughs> Midsummer. So I came in like, and like we were saying, it's not a movie where you feel like someone's coming to get you, but it's a movie where you're. It's kind more of like, like I'd a say bit
0: like, oh. a bit depressing and just we- like a weird mix of yeah. weird and depressing like it's twisted and depressing
2: yeah and for some reason i find this whenever i come here in the night it's quite a creepy well, it's an it's old georgian old house a very isn't georgian it? house like when it's dark it's dark,
1: yeah. Especially like the cellar bit downstairs. Yeah,
0: and upstairs. it's got that like, yes.
1: big old door yeah. at the end of like yeah. the cellar and stuff yeah.
0: like that. And and yeah, where like
2: we did um, Jimmy and Ali, yes, yeah, Jingle exactly. Balls, yeah, and because the the floors, I don't know how old the floor is and stuff, but there's constant Creaky. like wood creaking and stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? of course, it's an old house, man. So I sat mm-hmm. here, and then at one point, I, when I when I left to go, I was like, like literally ran pretty much from like that did room you? after I set the alarm. I was like, right. Time to go <laughs> And I got my keys yeah, I, I got my keys up. And almost like Pretend this is my keys I was like mm-hmm. Just in case yeah. So I could like <laughs> <laughs> Well yeah This is probably like One of the oldest houses mm. in town It's a creepy house man And it's the fact You don't really know What's underneath I said It's, the it's called bench, so um, it's a bit mm,
0: creepy. As almost like a nickname It's called Lion's House Because it's got lions At the bottom of the stairs Outside mm. But it's, it's Technical name is Benjamin Holloway House isn't mm. it? It was, it was built by a man Called Benjamin Holloway He was like a very Wealthy man In the Georgian period but I think for a while, I think it was the house of the mayor of Bridgewater. Mm. Um, so yeah, it goes right back to the Georgian period. So it was like hundreds of years old. Um, so yeah, who knows, man? Who it's knows? funny
2: whenever you whenever you do freak yourself out, I always find that you you end up feeling hyper alert. Yeah, oh, you yes. know I mean, so, I'm yeah. like, it is. It's just your
1: <laughs> every little thing. You're like, whereas yeah. like normally yeah. you won't even pay attention to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just ignore exactly. it. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, Rubus House, the other sort of um, the other building in town um, that is part of. The Aspen company Wait, yeah, um, that one is supposedly like properly supposed to be haunted, and there were Whoa. I know that there were like old employees like back and there that would um, like refuse to be the last one there.
2: Whoa! They would refuse to be the you last one. Chilled at home, man.
0: Yeah, and they would, and there were also employees back in the day as well that would refuse to go into the cellar. So we used to use the cellar as like um, for like filing File and storage. stuff. Well, we still do, still yeah. do. But um, yeah, there would be people that would like refuse to go down there on their own. Whoa. To like get files and stuff And there were other people that refused to get, be the last ones there Especially in winter time when it was all dark
2: Yeah, you should get one of those EVF things for, mm. for Rubus House I want to get too.
0: one just to like try it out Weirdly, I d- you know, when we, it reminded me a little bit What we were talking about on um, the last Mystery Mondays When we were talking about, um, you know, past lives and Reincarnation I and can't stuff. remember, what my point is. is I can't remember at this point in my life I can't remember if it was a dream or a real memory. Mm. But either way, I know it's not like a fabrication of my mind. Mm. I know it's like a memory, but yeah. I just don't know if it's a memory of a dream a real or an memory. actual memory. Yeah, yeah. But weirdly enough, like, yeah, because I lived in that house when I was a little kid, um, if I ever did see a ghost, it was in Ruby's house, and I have this memory of, like, needing to go to the toilet in the middle of the night. And I was, like, really young, but I was, like, I think I just had, like... Because I shared a room with my brother when I was really little, mm. and then... Um, I was like old enough to then have my old my own room. So I think I was probably like five or something like that. Right. But anyway, I have this memory of like needing to go to the toilet in the middle of the night and um it was like three stories the house. It's like a three story Georgian house. Um and we'd always have like the bathroom light on, so obviously like, you know, me and my brother could like f- f- go to the toilet if we needed to and, you know, know our way around other than like falling down the stairs mm, whatever in the middle okay. of the night. And I just have this like memory of like um where well, where my bedroom was it was like my bedroom was here so here, and then my brother's room I had to pass my brother's room on the way to the toilet, basically, and I had this memory of like walking past my brother's room and like looking in on the right and then just like seeing like a like a man like stood right next to my brother's bed almost Whoa. like almost like looking down at my brother oh, that's horrible <laughs> yeah, he was just like stood like on to the side of my brother's bed, like the side that my brother was leaning man. and he was just like stood there looking down at my brother mm. and I even oh. remember that he almost had like it's funny because obviously no, I didn't, You
2: just left the room <laughs>
0: <laughs> No, well I wasn't in the room But I was walking past Yeah, oh, so, right. so this is like This is one of the things That's weird about it But um, I even remember Because obviously I didn't have any knowledge Of like history at the time uh-huh. But I even remember Like what he was wearing Is what you would describe Nowadays as like Georgian clothing Wow! So he almost had like A big almost like What you would I don't know Like a big Sort of like Frilly cravat on Uh huh um, and then almost a like big, you know, can you think of like these almost like big boots? High boots like yeah, yeah, like like leather boots that like fold over at the top yeah. and they almost have like a big yeah. metal buckle on them. Mm. And um, yeah, and almost, like maybe almost like some sort of like wig on or something like that. You and love then the
2: idea of you just walking past me, like, uh, not my problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, this is
0: one of the weird things about it though. And this is one of the things I don't really understand. And it makes me think like, you know. Was what, it a dream? Yeah, like, was yeah. it a dream or like, why did I react like this? But like, you would think... If you ask somebody how they wrecked that situation, you'd think that they'd probably be like, Oh my god! Yeah. But I remember it was almost like, a lit and I was like, just really casually, then just then went to the bathroom, and then like, had a wee. And then just really casually went back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just weird, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, god knows. But like, I don't know, that might, so like, I don't know, I've, that's the only time in my life that I may or may not have seen something paranormal mm. happen. Mm. But as I said, it's just so long ago, I can't remember. I can't yeah. remember if it's a real memory or not. Mm. Yeah, I know that yeah, it happened. Yeah. And I 100% can like guarantee you that like that story is not made up in any shape or form. I literally like swear on my daughter's life. But like yeah, yeah I don't know mm. whether it's like, a yeah of yeah of yeah, your yeah. Mind. yeah. but it's a clear sure. thing and I've had that I've had that um, I said like, I could remember, you know, it's like one of my oldest memories almost, mm. you know. Mm. Like really like bit
1: distinct old memory.
2: I don't know if we've ever gone into this, but have you got any ghost stories?
1: Not really, no. No, no. I, I, I did, like, um, I used to do um, Ouija. a lot of Ouija boards and um, when I was younger and um, and also, like, uh, automatic writing. So, like, I remember I, you saying that. Yeah, this, like, yeah. so doing that and, like, just drawing some, like, weird stuff but, like, where it wouldn't be me that was moving my hand. Drew but I, like, is a it. naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing What was, like, so interesting about some of the most interesting automatic writings that I did was when um I remember this one, and it was like a very small picture um and it was like there was like there was shapes being made as I was like doing the automatic writing and the only thing that makes me think that this wasn't this was either a subconscious part of myself mm. or it was actually like a spirit that was um or like something that wasn't mm. physically there that was making this happen mm-hmm. is because i didn't know what was the picture was going to be it mm. was like it made shapes. And then all of a sudden there was a point where it became clear what the picture was. Mm. And it was like, whoa. And it was like this, 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 like little, uh, like a, like a, like a person, like a little, like boy, like uh, with angel wings and like and it, and, it, and it just but each each thing it took it took about half an hour for this like so did you think that maybe it was
0: your brother or something
1: so yeah so then I remember at the time and I, I told my mum about it and I gave my mum the picture and she like she like put the put the picture in a in a purse and like kept oh, so it and kept, kept it forever that's lovely yeah. man. That's, because, that's really because nice. she actually really believed that it was my little brother yeah um, like 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 saying like you know I'm here I'm an angel I'm okay yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and it was like that's the only kind of but no I've had like feelings and stuff and mm. like and experiences with things like that but no ever like physically like seeing like a ghost or yeah. something you know i yeah, felt yeah, yeah. like things like mm. you know and stuff but like um yeah i like really envy the people who who can actually see stuff like i reckon my, mm. my sister can see stuff like Sherelle. my sister can see ghosts <laughs> and that yeah mm. yeah like or whenever we speak to claire and she says she actually physically sees like people and stuff yeah. says. no claire, no, claire. Oh, claire, claire, yeah. Oh, claire does, yeah and like um but yeah, like I said about that time, like where I caught my sister yeah, I when think she Some was, people like in touch. I think my mum's a bit like that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. people have different senses. Like people are all different Sens- sensitivities in different yeah, ways. Yeah. Like I'm. I think I'm very like energetic and like I feel like, Energy. things, you know, and, mm. like, stuff, or, like, if, say, say so, I am in connected with somebody, it's, mm. like, connected through my body, rather than, like, rather than through seeing it, but then, yeah. Sherelle, I feel like she's pretty disconnected from all that stuff, but she's, like, seen things, and, like... Mm. Yeah, I
0: feel, I feel like I'm almost, like, overly casual about things sometimes, mm. like, um, were you there? Uh, um, were you there at the time, or were you there? I know, it was me and Josh, know. I know it was me and Josh and someone else, but... It was when, um, before Death by Kai did the last gig the other week, and it was the night before, and we all went down, um, obviously you guys, um, like you and, and Josh and everyone had sound check, and we were like mm-hmm. setting up the cameras and that as well, and we getting a feel for that. And then it was like, we were just about to go home, everyone was about to go home, mm. and I was chatting to Josh in like the, the gig room, and then from like behind the curtain... Oh yeah, I was there. Well, there was just something like a real loud like... Noise. <laughs> I can't even remember what the noise was, whether it yeah. was like a bang or a crash or like what it, what the sort of noise was. But yeah. it was just really loud. And yeah. then Josh just suddenly went, "Is there someone behind there?" And I just went, "No, I don't think so." And Josh just suddenly went, "That was a bit weird." But then we just like really, but we just casually ca- like carried on the yeah. conversation. But it was like. Now, you might think, like, yeah, something down there, might, behind there might have, like, fallen or something, but the thing is, it's like, obviously, there was no dra- there's no draft there. Mm-hmm. It's, like, an indoors, behind a stage, mm-hmm. behind a big curtain, and um, nobody had been behind there for, like, a good couple of minutes, so you'd think that if something had been, like, left in a way that it might fall, it would have probably already fallen. Mm-hmm. So
2: that was just a bit weird. Yeah. I'd tell you, you're, you're not a sceptic, but I'd say you're someone who tries to see the... Oh, yeah. The...
0: Well, yeah, because I think otherwise. Then, how can you expect to be taken seriously mm. if, like, everything that you can't explain, you just suddenly are like, "If ghosts or aliens, because yeah. it almost sounds like silly. But I, so I think I'm I'm open to the idea, for example, of ghosts or or mm. anything really. But I actually just I, I like to think of it in almost just like the process of elimination. So it's like, okay, what are the what are the options of what things could be, mm-hmm. and then you go through it, and then if you are left still without an explanation, then you're like. Huh. Mm. So I mean, you're like, oh, okay, mm. then. Well, that's
2: quite interesting. I consider so I mean? myself to be quite like active-minded, yeah. which is probably why I'm always freaking myself out. <laughs> you know, when I always yeah, tell yeah, you, yeah. I've yeah. got like always just whenever we used to go out, I'd always have weird stories, and when I'd be like freaked out about something. Like this weekend when I saw a UFO. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Oh, yeah. But um, that was something that I was stood down. To. There's still zero explanation. That as was to during what I saw that that, that On the night that it was the meteor shower, wasn't yeah, it? Yes. So yeah, you
1: got a video of it as well, didn't you? Yeah, the
2: first thing, the thing I got on video, I don't think was aliens. I mm. think that was just a meteor shower. Yeah. But the thing after the only thing that I could have in my brain obviously I don't know that much about space no. but would be a star exploding mm. that's the, like a supernova or something in <laughs> you know and we just managed to catch <gasps> that moment that's you the only you might thing that I could possibly think
0: do you know what you might have seen
2: what may I have seen wait a minute I just remembered I saved Clarity. something I saved an article essentially ladies and gents uh, I went out on the weekend and after we came back we went for a bit of a debrief at our local field with my friends and um we were sat out there just stargazing. There was a meet- we're passing through like an asteroid belt at the moment. So there was lots of meteors and shooting stars and everything. So we're just star watching. And then we saw this one that was like loads of different meteors going really, really slow. And um, I still can't really explain what that was. I think that was just meteors. I saw a video from Spain, which looked... Like similar essentially, what mm. we saw, and that was explaining it as meteors, but then afterwards we were all a bit freaked out, uh, probably a little bit drunk as well, so that may mm. take away from the the mm. credibility of my story mm. but um my friend was like, "What is that behind the tree?" So I walk over to the left and I'm looking, and originally, I would have thought it was like a lamp because it wasn't that very high, but I realized whatever this was, it was suspended in the air, and it was a bit bigger than a star, like there was definitely a little bit of girth mm-hmm. to this mm. to this you know pitch white star in the sky more so than you would think of a normal star not enough to be like crazy but Mm. enough to be like that's quite big for a star Mm. uh bigger than a star would be normally yeah and um it just i called my friend over i was like come look come look and as i was sort of looking at it with my friend it like almost got bigger and like really bright and Mm. like flashed at us essentially and That's then just sort it. of dissipated and disappeared. Didn't really? go like left or right. Didn't flash in like colours or flash. You know, there was just this one flash, almost like a solar flare, mm. on this star, and it just wow. sort of like. <laughs> <and I was laughs> That's like, crazy. Man.
1: What was that? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That's
2: cool, but yeah, man. that was my UFO hmm. experience.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't. To be honest, I don't think this is actually probably what you saw because it wouldn't. This thing hasn't died. But mm. what made me think of it is that like it says it was like a, an article I've literally just been reading within the last couple of days um, and it says billions of light years away there is a massive ball of hot gas that is brighter than a hundred billion of our suns. No. A
2: hundred
1: billion of
0: our suns. It is tough to, for the human mind to imagine something so bright it says. So what is it? Astronomers are not really sure but they have a couple of theories. Um, it's so bright that it pushes the energy limit of physics itself. <sighs> Billions Whoa. of light years away there is a massive ball of hot gas that is brighter than 100 billion suns. Um, it is tough to uh, uh, astronomers are not really sure but they have a couple of theories. They, anticip- they anticipated that it may be a very rare type of supernova known as a magnetar, but the one can be can be so powerful that it pushes the energy limits of physics itself or in other words it is the mightiest so- supernova that I ever seen as of today. Whoa. This object is so bright that astronomers are having a really hard time finding a way to describe it. If it's in fact a magnetar, it's as if nature took each thing we noticed about magnetars and turned it up to 11. <laughs> I love how that scientist Whoa. used the spinal tap. Turned it up to <laughs> 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that, the fact that that scientist used the spinal tap quote. Claimed by Professor Christoph Stanek, who is a professor of astronomy at Ohio State University and the team's co-principal analyzer, comedically implicating that is off the charts from a scale of 1 to 10. The object was first detected by the All-Sky Automated Survey of Supernovas, which is a small network of telescopes used to spot bright objects in the universe. Although this object is extremely bright, it still can't be seen by the naked eye, because it's 3.8 billion light-years away, mm. which is an inconceivable distance to mankind. Mm. But yeah. I just thought that was interesting.
2: Yeah, I did. Th- the The main thing that popped into my head when I saw it, I said to my friends, "Like we've just seen like a star die or something." Mm. That was that was my yeah. initial reaction because that's the only thing I can think of that would be like a big bang and then just gone. Because mm. you got to think how long that would take for the light to travel. Like that would be something billions mm. of years ago yeah. that that would have happened. So yeah, yeah. Whatever I did see that night was very cool, and um, I would like to see it again.
0: Nice one, bro. Yeah, it was cool, man. When you showed me the video. Anyway, um, we're almost at the end of the show. I'm just going to randomly reel off one. Quick fire fact <gasps> to finish off the show. One More. Did you know that there's fossilised footprints that date back um, 20,000 years in Australia? Um, from the stride of the fossilised footprints, it indicates that the man who made them was running at speeds comparable to Usain Bolt, who is, as of today, the fastest known recorded man in history. Indicating that maybe prehistoric man could run... Much faster Than we can today mm. It's cool to think that we could so all, cool I think you've seen can run Something like 28 miles per hour So mm-hmm. imagine stupid, that yeah. And really you've got
2: to Imagine that yeah. I mean what are the Chances of that Being the fastest man yeah. Of that Well like, exactly group, you know? Exactly like that, that, was, that might have Just been an average dude Who knows
0: mm-hmm. Anyway everybody We've come to the end Of another session Here this week At Pandora's Box Thanks for tuning in We love you We'll see you next week I've been Obadiah he has been... Been of the Bear. And he has been... Bullwinkle. Have a good one, everybody. Can leave you on some tracks now. This is uh, Heart in Hand by...